Hello, everyone. My name is Steve Homer. I'm the uh, vice president of the UPA, United Pool Association, and we've got a great guest, Joe and I do today, um, Harold Evans. Joe, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Joe Mishik. Um, thanks for that intro, Steve. Steve's at Newport Beach. I'm in Phoenix. And today we have the great Harold Evans uh, joining us from, I think it's Fairview, Texas, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that, is, that is. So, yeah, thanks everybody for being here. Uh, we're on our seventh uh, podcast and uh, we're just cranking these out. We're pretty excited. Um, today we wanted to have Harold on. He's a CEO with Arenda uh, Technologies. Um, a lot of people know who he is. If you don't know who he is, then you're probably not even using the LSI. This guy has kind of led this industry in a very quick direction in a very short amount of time, relatively short amount of time. Um, but he's changed the lives of both Steve and I and a lot of guys out there, a lot of guys and gals. Let me not forget the gals out there. Um, but he's been just a very big outlier for our industry, really pushing the boundaries of what we should be doing. And obviously the way he says it is the changing the way the world thinks about water. So Harold, I just want to say thank you for joining us today and I'll, uh, quickly hand it over to you to give a brief intro of yourself and kind of what's got us to this point with uh, having you on today. Well, the grade I could skip, uh, greats for others, I guess, but, uh, Thanks for having me today. Um, don't have a lot to say about myself. I've been doing this for a long time and, uh, you know, I, I'm one of those 51% people, some like, and some don't, those that don't, I'm sorry. Those that do, I'm glad, uh, I am on a mission and I'm on the eclipsing part of my career in the pool industry. I've been in this business since 84, uh, fixing a lot of swimming pools, hundreds of thousands of repair invoices. My midlife crisis was Arenda. Uh, some get Harleys. I got a, I got a chemical that wants <laughs> to change the world. And so, you know, I, I've just tried to, uh, to be a shepherd of, uh, of the golden rule, which has been on the side of my service trucks at the pool certain since 84, uh, before I even knew what that meant, I think. But, um, so that's enough about me. Um, I think that, you know, we're an industry that's, uh, in accelerated change. It's very positive and very exciting time, in my opinion. And um, as Arenda progressed as a company, I got involved, I guess, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, uh, bought the assets of the company. And uh, my partner, who was a scientist at the time, really, wasn't really a partner, but Dick Kersey had the company since forever. He was a scientist, so I take no credit for the technology, other than I haven't changed it. And... Um, as we became Real quick question, Harold, sure. was that the same guy that was, was that the same guy that actually came out to Phoenix one time with you? Yes. Uh, probably went to California as well, but yeah. I definitely remember meeting him. Uh, that was really early in the Orenda days. But, yeah. So I was, um, I was the puppet. He was the puppeteer in terms of my chemical understanding, just to sort of lay yeah. out quickly. My, uh, my journey is not a scientist. I'm a pool person first and foremost. Um, trying to figure out what's wrong with uh, things and try to understand why things don't work or do work. And so I realized early on there were problems in our industry uh, that Arenda solved some of those problems. And um, I guess we're at the station today. And what I want to talk about today is sort of where we, where we are, not where we've been. Um, as Arenda became more successful at, became obvious to me that all of us that have successful companies, if it's our repair business or our chemical business or whatever we do, um, the older you get, I think the more you think about your legacy more than you think about your net worth. And, or at least I do. And it, it was my opinion that there were things that I was learning along this journey that, um, that you'd have thought as many years as I've been in the pool business that I'd already know those things. For example, you know, I think you've, probably heard me say it, both you two have, that God's the owner of all information. We're borrowing it when we get it. And so nobody owns this. Uh, as I've come along and I've learned the things that I've learned, I've come to realize there's a lot of things um, that I didn't know and, and continue not to know. And at the end of the day, um, 
as I was thinking about the wind down of my career, what were, what were we going to do as a company that would pay forward for all the prosperity we'd been afforded by all my pool friends and their customers, our customers collectively. And so part the first uh, evolution was, you know, recognizing that, you know, what's the LSI? I mean, the LSI is old. It's not new. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it became obvious to me, and for most of us that have been doing this for a while, you know, you realize you can have perfect chemistry and still have a messed up swimming pool. Uh, it could be messed up in the form of looking great and aggressive, or uh, it looks cloudy and undesirable. And so um, it just sort of came to me that um, we needed uh, a way to interpret uh, how to calculate the LSI. Uh, we have methods now. Um, that are cumbersome and intimidating. And so it was my view that we had to simplify something uh, like calculating corrosion and dose, excuse me, mm -hmm. do dosing pools that, um, that we didn't have, or at least I didn't know where they were if it was. I'm sure there's probably others that have done it before. But so Eric Knight, who works with us, is sort of a techie, a young guy, and was very involved in developing apps in the swimming world where he came from. And so I said, you know, my wish list was to build a, an app um, that was amazing, that solved problems and was simple to operate. So a fellow like me that is challenged technically um, on the electronic side that could operate it simply and develop confidence in this tool. And so turns out this app's become the center of our universe and it's changing the industry in a pretty positive way, in my opinion, at least partially. And so I, I think that we're at this. Hey, let me, uh, hold sure. on. Let me say something. Hold on. Let me say something really quick, uh, not to cut you off, but I think you're on a good point there. Um, everybody that a lot of people are listening to this to be a podcast, so it's not a big deal. Uh, we do offer this on, on video through uh, YouTube and our uh, UPA podcast platform. I'm not doing a plug right now. What I'm trying to say is if you are watching this, Harold's name is says Laura. Uh, he's on his uh, daughter's computer and we don't want that to be confusing to anybody. So one of the things we'll get right back to this, I think the onvent of a pushing for better water chemistry in our field with the LSI and technology is what's made this all come together and kind of coalesce together so that we have an ability to bring forth change that's you know we're not sitting there with a pad of paper nobody has time for that and i think that's what has kind of kept this industry from growing in that direction because i'll be honest and i've said this before when i took the cpo class they cover it in about a two-page you know section maybe not even that long and they kind of basically tell you this is if you need it not necessarily you should be using it but if you have a troublesome pool and I think that was completely the wrong direction, the wrong message. When you take courses like that, and I'm not discrediting the CPO course, but when you take courses like that, you obviously take that as credible information. So we're pushing guys out into the field to use the range chemistry, just to bring it back to that real quick. And we're not allowing them to understand that this is crucial on a weekly service basis whether it's commercial or residential, so, um, so or on a commercial daily basis. It's not really a change. Uh, it's a sequencing issue. So it's not new technology. It's not new thinking. It's not reinventing the wheel. It, it's simply looking at the stratification of priorities that we approach a swimming pool with. And range chemistry was a kind of get out of jail card for how you treat a pool, uh, thumbnail, without a lot of factors that we have come to figure out are incredibly important. In particular, for me, the epiphany was sitting uh, in California on a vacation when we were developing this app and I was playing around with temperature and I about flipped my lid when I saw what low temperature did to LSI. And, and I'm, I'll be quick to tell you, 63 years old, been doing this since, uh, since 84 and, and I, was, I was dumbfounded to the point that I asked my wife to just like give me some space and let me figure this out. It's freaking me out a little bit. So, <laughs> so it's probably freaking us all out, right? So it came obvious to me that we just had a sequencing issue. The issue was range chemistry can fool you into ruining the pool. And 
by the standards that were developed in this industry that you that you were in the clear, but you weren't. And so I felt that there was more than ever a need to establish, and it's really not that complicated. I mean, the, the math and what it takes to build the app is incredibly complicated, thousands and thousands of page of code. But, you know, that's for others, not me. But for me, it was just figuring out how to make this easy and, and to have us comfortable. Nothing is more intimidating than you're supposed to be the, the known professional in the room. And if you're stumbling around trying to figure something out because you can't understand what you're working with, then it's embarrassing and it, it discredits you. So the app was designed for pool professionals and homeowners to get a, a level of comfort about dealing with something that was that was complex and make it simple. So you know, I don't have have it to pop up on the screen, but if you look at the screen of the of the app and you look how quickly you can change um, the the factors uh, real time, um, this app has no need for a cell signal to calculate. It has a need for a cell signal to push out the results. But in your face, you can put in your chemistries, you can put in your adjustments, one column to the other, push a get dosage button, and know exactly how to fix the swimming pool. Chemically, and I think the biggest challenge that we're going to face is that we're going to want to default back to range chemistry, and we're going to think to ourselves, "Oh, let's get the go. let's get the pH down." If you can see oh, it, up good enough. it's not showing up at all. Well, there you go. <laughs> I have it's another good. one here on the yeah. card. There you go. <laughs> so, if you look at that calculator, it has a quick ability to identify what you have, uh, identify how to fix it. You know, I, I make the joke about that television commercial that talks about the dental monitor, maybe some of you have seen, where you go in and you, they're looking at your teeth and they say, hey, you know, you've got this cavity as big as a big as a valley. And so the fellow's thinking, maybe I'm going to get it fixed while the guy's in there. And well, no, I'm just the dental monitor. So a lot of the apps that I've seen or the dosing doesn't really give you a path out, right? It just tells you you're wrong. And it seems almost disingenuous that we tell people they're doing things wrong without giving them a corrective approach to dealing with. That was important to me when we developed this thing, when I went to Eric. So long story made short, the app was the first evolution of our paying forward. It's free. Um, it gives you the ability to, uh, I mean, it literally has replaced my briefcase and the backpack. Um, it's a lunch pail of things. Uh, my, 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 if I were to carry around, uh, a briefcase anymore, which I don't. Um, my briefcase is my Apple phone. It has all the videos I need. It has all the content I need. It has the ability to communicate. So we're looking at this thing all the time anyway. So the app seemed to be a logical um, item to offer to people to to be able to interact with our videos, for which there's 60 plus videos out there that are pretty cool that thousands and thousands of views yeah i was gonna i was gonna say that for everybody listening um if you've never been on the app that Arendus put out that uh harold's talking about there's a ton of uh more content on there than just the lsi calculator so that's what harold's talking about well and let me tell you what my pet peeve is so you don't uh, shy away from watching the videos thinking that it's going to be an infomercial Early in the uh, in the 90s, um, I started to watch education change in our industry or what was suggested to be education, which was nothing more than disguised infomercials, which is obnoxious and offensive to me as a professional because they didn't come there to be sold on something. I came there to understand what I was doing. And so part of our educational initiative, and sometimes people say to me, hey, Harold, you know, you don't talk enough about your products. Well, because I don't want to do that. Uh, if my my products come at a different interval of the conversation, I don't want to train you and commingle that. I want to help you the way I was helped uh, in the early years of understanding what I'm doing and how to solve problems through the use of video without just smearing you with all the reasons that you should be an Arenda disciple. So hopefully that comes with our serving you and paying forward with the things we do to help you. But this the, the videos and the training that we're going to try to talk about today is is purposefully not so icky brand driven you want to throw up it's really needs to be defined information we have our biases we have our ways that we believe in doing things that may be contrary to some people's thinking but it's not about shoving our you know we can offer any product we want to as a company i own the company and i can do what i want if I thought there was a better chemical solution to offer um, our industry, I would offer it and, and I get to make money doing it. Why wouldn't I? 
Well, because I'm driven by different things when it comes to that. So some things I don't want to offer. I'm not saying that you're you're bad for doing it. I'm just saying I don't want to do it. So it will be biased in that there's things I'm not going to address, certain uh, products that I'm not going to offer because of my feelings about those things. But at the end of the day, the training needs to be purposeful for you. You need to be able to interact with this training at your will, not at mine. And, you know, after spending thousands of dollars um, pushing education and helping people in the industry, traveling all over the country, all over the world for that matter, um, you know, t today in North Texas, it's early in the morning and it's beautiful. It's a perfectly crisp day. There's not a drop of wind in the, in the, in the air. And guess what? If I was having a training class this morning after the last three days of wind and rain, who'd show up? You know, why would you show up? You know, the reality is that the world's changing and things are happening fast. And our access needs to be at our will, not at the will of the provider. So the whole format of the app was a starting block for you having control as a user for how to correct your chemistries, how to learn, how to read. There's blogs, there's 60 blogs on there. There's, you know, SDS sheets. There's all kinds of stuff that's on this thing. And the point was to give you the power as the consumer to control your destiny. There's 670 combinations of chemistry that can accomplish LSI balance. So no one's telling you it's this way or the highway. But I will say this, um, calcium has been villainized in our industry for a lot of years, including in my own thinking. And a lot of people think that they have a lot more calcium in their water than they think they have, and they see it as an enemy, and I did too. Uh, and the reality is this calculator has in my face taught me that if manipulated properly and following the guidelines of our industry, um, we can do amazing things with our chemistry and, and the combinations are up to you. There are certain baselines that you should observe. Um, one of those baselines is that you need a minimum of 200 hardness in the water. Uh, if you have a plaster surface, if you have a fiberglass surface, whatever you have, that rules true universally. And that's a concept that's understood from American Waterworks, the EPA, the CDC, APSP, NSPI, NSPF, whoever, uh, the National Plaster Council, nobody disagrees on this. And I think that, you know, the app was, that was the awakening for me of understanding that Calcium is my friend, and there's a lot of different combinations that can get me to balance. And the question, or really the statement I would make, is if you come upon a pool and it's and it's balanced in the LSI, why in creation are you gonna gonna adjust it? Um, well, some of us do it because we right. want efficiency, right? So what's the opportunity cost of efficiency? And is it really worth it for us? to jeopardize the surfaces and the equipment warranties that we're out trying to protect people with, uh, trying to get more out of our, our sanitizer, if you will, dropping down the pH to make sure you're getting your, your most bang for your buck at the opportunity cost of a six to $10,000 surface, 10 or $20,000 worth of pool equipment. It makes no sense. So I think that for me, that evolution from the app was, Okay, so now you can figure out how to fix the water. You can figure out what's corrosive, what isn't. You can decide for yourself what it looks like. Um, but the other pet peeve, as I spoke earlier, was that I found that a lot of times when I was either being sold to or talked down to in education, it annoys me. It's disrespectful. Um, I can it, agree with that one. I've been to more than one class where you're talked down to. Well, I, it, it's really something that I... I pray, I hope that I'm not doing, we're not doing as a company. Uh, if we are, it's my apologies because we're not, in, it's not our intent because humility is the, is, is what we owe everybody, everybody, our, our kids, our customers, uh, whatever God you serve. And at the end of the day, a lot of education in my opinion is, you know, I've got this and you need it. So watch me drag you through the mud, making you feel stupid about what you don't know. And, and for example, trying to calculate LSI, you could spend three hours on the formula for how to calculate LSI, which is done all the time as part of a credential program. And my question is, who cares? I mean, I'm not a mathematician. I'm a pool guy. 
at the end of the day, I want to know how, what's wrong with my pool. What do I need to do to fix it? And I want to get on about my day. And that app lets you do that in about 15 seconds if you're fast enough or you're slower like me, maybe 30. But after you've done your testing and, and my point is, who cares what the math and the formula and the factors are? I'm ADD. I don't remember half the things that I learned the first time I hear them anyway. I got to hear it a bunch of times, which, by the way, we're going to talk about when we talk about university. But at the end of the day, the, the bottom line is that whether I can repeat a formula or I know how to input the outcome, the outcome is what matters, not whether I've memorized the formula. And when you bog down for two hours somebody on a detail that can be done with the touch of a finger on a phone, let's move on. Let's go learn something else, right? They're not going to use it, just no. like I never use it. I've known about the LSI since the first class I ever took. Yep. And I saw all the Chinese algebra you got to do to get there. And I thought, that's nice, but I'll never do that. Yeah. I mean, and I, I never and, did. Well, <laughs> and, and, the and, app. and so, you know, from my vantage point, that when I went to Eric just to kind of come back around, I said, you know, son, I want to make this pleasant. I want to make it easy. I don't want to humiliate people or make them feel silly because, you know, I didn't know this stuff. I mean, if I've been doing this since 84 and I don't know, and I try to be a steward of edu of learning, going to classes and all that, you know, why would I expect others to do that? So that's that about the app. The app was uh, my gift to pay for for something I always wanted. When I look at what young people coming into our industry now or old people coming in, whoever knew. And I, I, I look at the resources, the forums, the education that we see coming. Man, I tell you, you can just be amazingly better at what you do today than you could in 84. And it's so easy because compared to what you had to go through 30 years ago. Well, and to circle, circle back to the weather in Dallas today, because my ADD drifts on me, you know, if it's a good day, I'm not coming to it. If there's a training class this morning in an hour, I'm not going because I need to make money. I need to make up for the fact right. that it's sitting in my house, losing my shirt and rain. I need to go to work. So if today's the magic day that I came to town, spent thousands of dollars to come train you and you can't show up, it's not that you don't respect me. It's not, it's that you can't. So we got to change the way we educate. And the only reason that we make it so complicated, in my opinion, is you know, it's money, right? It's, it's vesselizing this thing for profit. You know, that we're about to announce, and that's what this podcast is really about, Arenda University, you know, so Arenda Academy to start with. So what we're going to do as a company is we're going to begin to be a vessel for change in education. We're going to provide free education that you can be the judge of its quality Hopefully it's the quality that I think it is. We've gone to great trouble to be authentic uh, and to validate the things, to triangulate these things with people in the industry I have great respect for that know a whole lot more than I do. It's been vetted. But at the end of the day, academy, it's going to be in three pieces, academy, university, and grad school. Uh, academy is going to be terms for, for a newcomer, um, basically, and for a new pool person, and maybe even for an old pool person that uh, needs to brush up a little bit on some things. Um, and then, and that's going to be rolling out where we actually shot the video for this uh, in December, and it's being edited. There's great caution and a lot, lot of moving parts when you do this stuff. But uh, I had hoped that we'd be out by the end of this month, maybe the middle of next month by the time it actually rolls out, because I want it to be right. Um, but as of April, let's call it April 15th, and don't shoot me if I'm not there, but it'll be close. You're going to have the ability yeah. when it's raining outside to train yourself about some things and to learn some things, to sit down and discipline yourself to get better at your leisure with your coffee cup and your breakfast or your lunch or whatever it is that makes you comfortable to learn. And it's going to interactively be short. It's going to be uh, succinct and it's going to be informative and it's going to give you the power to decide when instead of the weather and the whim of my travels or the travel of our people and our company across this country. Not that we're going to stop doing that, but we're going to give you the power back to learn as often as you want. Now, here's the other issue. The other issue is that I go to an amazing class. I have this, you know, it kind of reminds me of travel. When I, when I travel the country over, 
and I come back and I try to describe to my wife what I did this week. It's very difficult to reconstruct the emotion of that week, right? I mean, I'm sure we've all done that. And it's a lot easier when you do it together. So from my vantage point, I come to this amazing training. I get all this stuff. You know, some people are tediously taking notes. Other people are tape recording. Other people are just doing like me, winging it and hoping they remember things. Not. Um, and and so how do you tell those stories? The, the point is you got to tell it more than once, right? My kids are sick of my stories because I've heard them so many times. They've either figured out, well, they figured out I'm not a liar because I've said it enough times that it's the same. And secondly, <laughs> secondly, you know, they got it. And so for most of us, we don't learn once. So, I mean, some of you savants that can learn something, read it once, watch it once, and, and remember it, good for you. But I'm not that person. Um, so this, this training is going to be repeatable. You know, and if you think your doctor or your lawyer remembers what they learned in law school or medical school, and all they do is just wing it and tell you what to do every time, and they're not going back to a library or a reference point to a pharmacist to figure out what drug to to give you. I did that job when I was in high school. We had a hotline from the doctor's office, and it was nothing more than parroting to that doctor what his next script should be from the pharmacist, not from the doctor. But you're going to have a place to go back to and repeat over and over again to your comfort, right? That you get it. And if you forget it, you can go back and get it. So this, once you get into our university system and all we care about is who you are, cause, just because I want to know who you are. Um, once you tell me who you do are. You, do you compare it, this to, do you compare this to like CPO? Just for the people that are listening that may be thinking about this. I mean, obviously, we all know that's a class that you take over a you know two day time span. Um, obviously, you can come back to this. Is it going to be free? I, I mean, you might have mentioned that. I might have missed that. But yeah. um, are you going to pay for this as an overall like? Oh, no, no, or no, no. It? It's it's the second or final rehearsal, if you will, for my paying for for what we're going to give back for our to our customers and to their customers. Um, it's free. It's going to be free. And, and let me address the whole idea of other training because I'm not threatened by, nor do I compete with other training, whatever that is. If it's name your sure. name, name your brand, name your training. This is right. going to be concentrated primarily centering around the practice of kind of a service technician because that's my that's my most of my history. From a service technician's perspective, maybe not so much a builder. Um, it's going to be largely more about chemicals. So it's going to be more concentrated in areas that I'm passionate and know the most about, which doesn't take the place of you going to heater training or even to go to CPO training. CPO training, hopefully what CPO training is for you is uh, a call to action that you need to become a steward of learning about your trade. And it's not intended, I mean, I think it's mischaracterized by people sometimes that even take it and get the credential. My son's a CPO teacher. Um, mm -hmm. you know, nothing's a magic card, right? So the point is that CPO sometimes is over-exaggerated for its value. Um, but I think I it, agree. its real value is to spur you to want to learn in the future, not to get you a get out of jail card for the rest of your life so you can act like you know everything. It's to spur you to go to a research book or go to a manufacturer's guideline or go to something to reiterate what you've learned, not develop your own strategy based on your conversations at a wholesale house that end up being the myth perpetuation of the last uh, you know, 30 years that may not even be true. So I think CPO and all the other training have a purpose and there's no competition intended here. It's we're going to talk about the world that I care about. And it doesn't mean that it's what you need to care about. Just know that I'm going to talk about chemistry. Um, we're going to talk about circulation. We're going to talk about best practice. And, and it's going to be centered on values that we share. That, that doesn't mean they're everybody. I'm not going to talk about some things that you may want me to talk about because I don't choose to want to talk about it because uh, it's not where my world is. Well, let me, let me cut in real quick, though, because you bring up a really very valid point that I want our people listening to this to understand that when Harold says, I want to talk about this and I, you know, maybe I'm not interested in talking to you about heaters and that, you know, not that, not that you don't know about that, but one of the things that I think I hear you saying, which I, we've all had this happen because I think Steve and I can both attest to this. We, we understand the science and the technology and everything that goes into 
you know, balanced water, LSI balanced water, and the things that, um, you, you know, you've led your company in a way that most companies only wish that they could implement, meaning, you know, I just don't go out and sell a product. I'm actually trying to educate um, my customer. And so by you rolling out OU, if I can call it that, um, or end a university, you say OU in Texas, you just put up the war signal. So <laughs> hook, hook them oh more. But, yeah, I'm from, I'm from California, so I'm confused. But uh, I have lived in well, Texas let me just most of my, my life. Thought real quick. So I'm just going to finish my thought. My point is that by you, um, you, you had said, you know, I don't want to talk about this, but I think the biggest thing with what you guys at Arenda, and I say you guys because it's a whole team effort that I see from everybody from Monica to Eric, to your son, uh, your son-in-law, um, everybody there as a, has a goal. And the goal is that this isn't, you know, Steve and I and you as well, Harold, probably more so than both of us, we'll run into guys that's like, you know what, that, this stuff doesn't work on my pool. And it's like, that is the biggest load of crap out there. So um, this stuff is works across the board. And so what, it, what I've seen it do and what we've all seen this do in the market or in our industry is tear down those walls because as you were talking earlier, and I'm really glad that we kind of let you just roll because you have a good ability to do that. Sometimes we have guests on here and kind of got to spur them, you know. Um, but what I really like about this is that we're, we're, we're able to break down those barriers that we've all fought. You fought it since 84. I fought it from like 1999. And for me, it was like 15 years. For Steve, it was probably 25 years of just being in the trenches of range chemistry. And so for a lot of the people listening to this that have been in the industry a long time, They've made it work from the, for themselves, but what they may not realize is that there's a way that the water actually wants to behave. And that's what Eric comes across really well in the videos that you guys put out there is that, you know, you're kind of, um, in fact, we had him on. So a lot of people understand that, you know, we had him on. They just listened to his podcast that we did. Um, you guys are so good about bringing this information out there. And I just want to say, like, I commend Arenda for doing that because so many companies, they just want to sell you product. They just want you to buy their product. This is what it's all about. And again, the people that don't like being talked talk to the way that you do, I'm sorry, but guess what? We've been going the wrong direction for way too long and we got to end some of the stuff that's happening. So Again, it's the reason we're having you on today. Well, let's let's address that. So part of the part of the you know every, every time we set up a transaction, a communication as a pool service person or whoever you are, um, you know, it's a lot of it's about your own expectation and what your willingness to to you know, you don't some of us pucker up to the point we don't learn anything because we're so defensive about every person. We think they're all trying to sell us something and, and we get lost in the weeds. Um, part of the, part of the formats like raising kids, you know, if you expect your kids to behave at breakfast uh, in a restaurant, eventually you get to that place where they feel enough fear uh, that they behave for breakfast or they become the best friend of your neighbor that they don't want to have. And then you got to deal with that. So the same thing's true in our relationships with our manufacturers and others have talked about this. Let's ex let's not let's not respond and let's not put down and, and alienate those people. Um, hold on here, sorry. This screen's doing things I don't know how to deal with. Um, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Can you You're see? You're coming me? across okay on our end. Oh yeah, yep, we can see you and hear you. Sorry, there's something. Bear with me, guys. Uh, blocking your screen. Yeah, it's blocking my. Probably screen. blocking your screen. Hold on a second here. There we go. Um, so, so part of this is how we set up the expectation as a service person. Be anxious to learn. If you're being sold to, say, "Hey, man, I, I need you to help me. I don't need you to sell me on something right now. Can we talk about how this works?" So, so, and, and you know, I think most manufacturers once you set the stage, like with kids, uh, in 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 relationships, once you set the stage for the expectation, then they then they can help you because most salespeople are trained about their products in a way that can be beneficial to help you. Um, 
if you want to, if you, if, if you kind of set the bar for how you want to interact with them, that, that can change quickly. So if you find, you know, first you give a person a chance to redirect themselves. And if it doesn't happen, then, you know, then move on and don't be rude. I mean, I think one of the things that I see, you know, and, and Joe, it happened, you know, with you in a parking lot at a meeting, sure. you know, in, in Phoenix one day, I had a guy, you know, who's having a bad hair day. He's in the military for a lot of years and thank him for that. Um, I guess he didn't like my information. He wanted to shoot the messenger and started, you know, being disrespectful to me in the parking lot where we were speaking to everybody in a way that, you know, stayed in my mind. It was completely uh, out of order and unnecessary. It's kind of funny. Um, it had to do with cyanuric acid. Imagine that now that we're all talking about it. Uh, this has been four or five years yeah. ago. And, you know, they're looking at me like I'm the messenger. They're going to shoot holes in me because I'm wrong. So, you know, we got we to gotta be the messengers of the things we think are right. Um, every, everybody thinks they're right or they wouldn't be doing it. Um, but to look at our habits and what we're doing, and, and the thing is, most of what we do in the pool industry is the byproduct of habit and, and folklore and what somebody told us that we bought our company from or that we talked to in the wholesale yeah. house. Instead of going back to the source, the people that make things, the, and ask them, hey, how's this supposed to be used? That's the thing I would tell you. I hope that part of what we're doing today is spurring you to know you're not going to watch this podcast or anything else and become an amazing person. You're not going to go spend a day or two or three at a CPO course or whatever it is. It doesn't matter what it is. And think you're going to come away the glory hole done, call it good, I'm I'm out. It's a, it's a call to action that you continue to live your life in, in your business life in a way that treats people by the golden rule, that you seek knowledge and you're not offended by um, personality differences, hopefully, um, and that the people delivering the information are respectful. You know, I call upon you educators in this industry, and you know who you are, the leaders of this industry, to humble yourselves to serve. Because a lot of the people in our industry get put off by the way they're trained because they're talked down to, and I don't blame them. You know, who are we? to think that we can talk to somebody because we learned something before them that makes them feel bad about themselves because we want to feel good about ourselves. You know, I mean, let's be humble servants when we're helping people. The, the smartest people I've ever met that I look up to are certainly not people that talk down to people. And, and I've watched the dynamic in a room shrink like a, you know, like a balloon pop when mm -hmm. the person leading the, the class is, is basically, you know, drilling you about what a dum-dum you are and how smart they are. So university, well, the, you know, oh. just to mention, so just to touch on that point, like, I mean, Steve, you can chime in at any time. I don't want you feeling like you're left out. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, you're just listening over there. But um, no, one of the things I want to say is that um, you touch on that really, really well, Harold is being humble because I've been approached by people that I highly look up to. Um, and especially in my market, the Phoenix market, um, Scottsdale and some of these longtime guys that have been 30, 40 years in the industry and they're calling me about water chemistry issues and I'm learning this on the fly and I could easily say, you know, you dumb, you know, mother effer or whatever, like you, you know, you need to know this. Why don't you know this? You know? Um, and at the end of the day, it's like. I feel so humbled that they would actually call me to find out more about the LSI or using Cal Hypo tabs versus Trichlor or all the different things that, you know, we're just pushing the, pushing the boundaries of what this industry has been known to do in the wrong direction versus how do I correct? So, you know, I think that's one of the things I'm excited about Arenda University, just to get back to that, but go ahead. Let's let's go with the university. You touched on it's going to start off as uh, the academy, university, grad school. Are, are are you putting these things together? Are they all going to go out at once? Are you going no. to start with academy, then we'll roll out university, then grad school? How's that going to work? So so Steve, as as I've told you, um, this thing was a lot more complicated and involved than I ever knew it would be. Um, a lot of moving parts, and so. I'm anxious to get something out there to begin with. And when you look at the level, you know, Academy being 
somewhat primitive, university being a little more sophisticated, and quite frankly, grad school being pretty complicated, something you're going to have to definitely watch more than once. Um, I wanted to get something out there. So this thing's going to take probably a year in totality to get to a place where I'm really comfortable that we're paying forward big time. But Academy is going to be out in the next 30 days. And Academy uh, is going to be readily available um, and be available the, the quickest. And then we'll be shooting university uh, probably in April, May, um, and then a couple of months to edit it. And then it will roll out. And then ultimately, I hope by the end of the year, uh, we'll have uh, grad school. In the meantime, we're also developing this exact curriculum in Spanish. Um, you know, when you look at my philosophy is we have a huge uh, Spanish-speaking population that works in our industry, and they're mm -hmm. very anxious to learn. Uh, and and we, to the point that I've encouraged our reps in California to have three Spanish-speaking reps that are in Southern California, but we're going to develop a, a parallel curriculum that's going to be both in Spanish and in English. And by the way, our app is in Spanish, English, and French. Uh, and it's we're developing it into leaders for those that work in the leader system in Europe and, and, and down in Mexico as this thing evolves. So Academy uh, is weeks away. Uh, university is probably, uh, you know, four to six months away. Um, and then hopefully um, grad school will be out by the end of the year or the first part of next year. That's great. That's and, it's, and it's all free. It's all stuff guys can look at their computer, over the phone, wherever they are. If they're having lunch, they can watch these videos. Are you are you producing these videos somewhere special? You got some studio somewhere? You got professionals doing this? How's all that stuff work? Yeah, so um, my son, who's enormously creative, and uh, another young fellow named Nathan are the shepherds of this video process. Uh, Nathan is a, a remarkable video guy and um he uh they're the we're producing it internally so our studio is uh used to be our game room um in my home <laughs> as Perfect. my wife as my wife uh, <clears throat> mourns the loss of her room to uh to lights and all the things that are in there but um you know we're committed to you know keeping the cost reasonable for me uh for us you know, one of the things I wanted to say about that Joe had said earlier is I, I had to make the transformation being a small business guy for so many years, being the only repair guy for many years, and then having a very small company that's gotten much larger at Arenda. It, you know, it's getting away from I and going to us, right, or we. And I think that, um, you know, one of the cool things that we have done uh, as a company, as we've amassed amazing people from different places, we've got, you know, a very experienced gal that's been in this business for many, many years, Monica, who's amazing. Um, we have a swimmer uh, who's become our sales driver and chief video guy uh, on the on the on the educational side. Myself, you know, a seasoned pool repair person by uh, by origination. But I think that at the end of the day, what I want to accomplish for this industry is free access to education. I encourage, I challenge uh, sister companies in our industry, competitors, be it, to pay forward, to stop extracting profits from people without paying back. You know, we owe this industry, we, we have a huge education problem in our industry. And the aptitude of our industry is going to define the altitude of our industry. And the more we become shepherds of teaching and helping people and elevating the bar, the tide will rise and the boats will float. So I encourage everyone, uh, you know, sort of a little bit of a sticking point for me. I'm a warranty station for all the major manufacturers. Why should I as a warranty station have to pay a major manufacturer 250 bucks to receive training on the products they're going to get in my head and south? Uh, it's mm -hmm. crazy to me. I'm sorry. It should be your, your contribution. No disrespect to you, major manufacturers, but you know, if you get it online, you can give it to everybody for free. It's a lot cheaper to do it once than to, to repeat it all over this country. Um, and, and I think that's, you know, part of the transformation. We're trying to sell more to well, we'll sell more <laughs> products the right way by helping people. 
So, yeah. you know, if, if, if it's Penn Air, I mean, Hayward, or whoever it is, it doesn't matter who you are. Um, let's pay forward right. and let's get education readily accessible. I, I know one of my friends in California was at a recent training seminar, two-day training seminar, probably cost 50000 bucks to put this thing on. You know, amazing food, big auditoriums, all that stuff, right? So the interesting part of the conversation was that, and no disrespect meant to this, but it was basically stated that the principal problem with this equipment was a chemical issue. Well, how about the fact that during that entire two-day seminar, they didn't talk about chemistry. They didn't even, no solution, just a criticism. Well, you know, if your chemistry is wrong, this is what's going to happen. Come on, folks. I mean, let's help people figure out how to not make these problems. It's real money that it costs us as manufacturers to warrant these things or to break the news that's not warranty and the bad will it creates when we can teach people how to solve these problems so that they don't have this. If the problem in particular that, that was spoke of was 100% LSI driven, whether it's eating stuff up or if it's scaling stuff up. And at the end of the day, why were we not teaching LSI at an equipment manufacturing seminar? Why am I the only one that wants to treat this? as an educational initiative. I challenge, and you know, there's other apps and other people trying to do this, not trying to be self-righteous about it, but it's like, come on. If that's, if you're telling me the highest percentage of your warranty is related to a chemistry issue, why did you have a two day seminar and not talk about it? How to fix it? So, you know, we've got to all, if we want to sell more stuff, we've got to make, the experience positive, and we have to have people out there that can make it work right. And Van Chalette, a man who I deeply respect, uh, a mentor of our industry for many, many years uh, with Jandy and Arneson and uh, Lars along the way. You know, this guy, I, I sat in a room with him one day at a leadership conference, and I said, you know what, Vance? Is, and I wasn't Arenda. I was just the pool surgeon. I said, you know, if you don't teach me how to work on these controllers, it so happens it was an electronic controller that becomes commonplace today. If you don't teach me how to fix those things, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to rip that controller off the wall and put back a double clock with freeze. And that's my caution to this industry as we innovate and as we make stuff more complicated. You know, like you try to find the idiot buttons for why something's not working because quite frankly, the aptitude's so low, you think the idiot lights are going to tell you what's wrong with the thing, and that turns out you need to understand it better anyway. So teach me how to fix that controller, and I will promote the use of that controller. Don't tell me about the other guy's stuff, how bad it is. Tell me how to fix yours so I can look good to my customer, and I can serve my customer, and your customer gets served, our mutual customer. So if I had to do it my way, I would turn every sales rep in this industry into a technical person who happened to sell that was out supporting products. The more technical support you give this industry and the more aptitude you give this industry, the more you're going to own this thing. And I'll tell a quick story about it. So more than well, 30 hold on real quick. I just want to sure. say that's one of those things that that's one of those things that's made you and Arenda as a company, one of those, what I continue to call an outlier, you know, you've been very outspoken in that way that a lot of companies sit back and they go, what are they doing? And it's right there in their face. They just don't realize it. Well, if so. you want to, let me give you a newsflash. If you want to sell more product then then the way you sell it is you create disciples that you've helped that feel mm -hmm. the confidence to sell your products. Bob Sandling works for Hayward in Southern Texas. And he, at that time was working for Teledyne Lars and, Long story made short, I had a heater, was a celebrity guy that wanted to heat his pool. He wanted his pool to steam for Christmas. And I called tech support. Tech support did the, you know, the usual, uh, call me and tell me what's going on. I said, no, you don't understand. I need you. I got three days to heat this pool. I need you to meet me. I need you to give me 100% confidence that whatever I've got right or wrong about this, that I'm right, and that this thing steams in three days. So the first guy I called, he's trying to do the phone coach thing, right? He doesn't want to come help me. So I hang up the phone. I call back. I get Bob. Bob goes, sure, I'll meet you out there. That guy came out there and helped me troubleshoot that heater. I bought Lars heaters. Even when he went to work for a competitor, I still bought Lars heaters for 20 years because of the hmm. kinship I felt for that guy helping me. So newsflash, those that want to sell right. more stuff, if you want to sell more stuff, create disciples that you help, and they will 
naturally sell your good products and make sure you're giving them good products. Make sure that you're not holding back on the problems that your product has so that they know before something happens that it's going to happen instead of figuring it out and then you trying to talk yourself out of the circumstance you didn't want to talk about. That's a, that's a, <clears throat> that's an excellent point, Harold. And there's a lot of guys out there doing that now. A lot of reps are, are helping, but there's still that army of guys out there that all they have is an order pad and that's all they want to know. Well, how many are you going to buy? Uh, can you, can you take a case? Can you take a pallet? Can you take a bucket? Whatever it is, that's all they know. And it's, it's, I think the industry is moving that way, but our industry moves a little slow sometimes. Could, could I just address one thing about that? So let me just flip the responsibility on the end user, the service person. You know, when you, when you expect things for free and you're constantly beating people in the head for what they haven't done for you lately, who's going to serve you? You know, I have a real bone to pick about samples, right? People say, ah, you know, I want to make sure this stuff works. You know how many thousands if not millions of dollars I've spent figuring out this stuff works, I don't need to be validated. I know the things that we sell work. I know what doesn't work. I know what problems we have. And I'm usually one to tell you that. But my point is that you make decisions based on who gives you free stuff when they need to be giving you help. You know, the next time that you're sitting in a, in a lobby of a wholesaler and some salesperson's handing you some freebie, whatever, why don't you drag them in the truck with you and have them go show you how it works? and see what they do. You know, I don't want to give free samples and I don't want to get in the mess of that mess. I want to help you all out there. And part of it is we create the expectation by wanting something for nothing and get offended if they don't give it to us, right? When hopefully they already know these products work, I wouldn't think they need to sample anything, you know, and quite frankly, as an end user, you got to have a bone in the game. So if you want me to help you, you got to help me. And you got to be willing to go out and let's work together. Well, free samples is a is a funny little rat trap people fall into. Give me a sample so I can see if it works. If you don't take time to understand the product you have and know how to use it properly, and I've done this, get a free sample from a guy, dump it in the pool, don't know what I'm doing, don't know why I'm dumping it in there, how much, uh, different parameters I need to observe when I'm throwing it in there, and all of a sudden I, I get a bigger problem. Boom, I hate that product. I'll never touch it again. Because I used it wrong because no one told me how to do it. It's the same thing I told Vance about his controller. And by the way, that controller would then later become Compool, small company. Um, you know, this, it, it, you know, it came back to, we had control boards back then that were in humid climates in Dallas that the boards were going out in a year or two because they would be exposed to high humidity and they would warp out and, and they'd fail. So the evolution of that relationship with the manufacturer, they got to figuring out, hey, we need to plastic coat these boards if we're going to put them in human environments outdoors. And all of a sudden, these controllers are working. You know, I can tell the same story with backwash O-rings with StayRight years ago. I was one of the, their executives at the time, and they weren't paying us for our warranty calls, right? They were giving us free product and acting like that was going to be our gift. And I said, hey, I'm sick of replacing your backwash O-rings that always roll off this valve, Duetta valve back then. Um and long, lo and behold, a year later when I saw him, uh, I said, you need to pay us, not just give us O-rings, but pay us 50 bucks to go out and take care of your problem. And you know what he told me the next year? He said, Harold, when I looked at how much money it cost me to pay you guys for fixing these things, I put my engineers on it and they fixed it. Well, isn't that interesting? So, <laughs> you know, that's, that's the kind of dialogue that, that I want to see us have as an industry with each other. You know, we're not extracting mm -hmm. things from each other. We're helping each other. Okay. Let's not figure out what you can drag out of somebody and money or whatever. Let's figure out what we can do mutually to help each other. And if we do that, our industry will elevate more people. Listen, this is not a destination. You're creating, industry. you're creating, you're creating relate. You as a whole have created relationships with so many people. And I, you know, I want people to understand Harold is the CEO of Arenda and Arenda is not a small fish in this pond. Um, they once were, but they're not anymore. And I got to say, like, I mean, I got a call from Harold or a text maybe the other day and he goes, Hey, this guy's going to be calling you about, you know, he needs some calcium chloride, blah, you know, blah, blah, blah. But the relationships that you forge with people, um, is second to none. You know, there's nobody out there doing that. Well, but hold on. I want to say one real quick thing. Um, this is probably six months ago, maybe a year ago. I called you up because you're one of those guys that who am I going to pose this question to? 
And I had a problem with, it was an LSI balance question. I go, Harold, I got, you know, and Harold knows how well I've tracked my pools over the years since, you know, started, started doing this. And I said, I got a, I got a really low LSI. Like I want to say it was like negative 0.8 or something like that. And I go, I have an added asset. I don't know what's going on. And it took us a good, like 20 minutes to kind of come to the conclusion that I go, Oh yeah, I added some PR 10,000 and it just happens that that's on the low, on the low, low, you know, lower pH. And it was one of those things where he helped me figure it out. You know, he wasn't like, Joe, I don't have an answer for you. I got to go, I got to go sell more product, you know, which is what most guys would tell us. He spent the time, asked me the right questions and we figured it out. And that's what I think you're saying is that as a whole, if we all come together as an industry, and I like the call to action for other manufacturers, like you said, um, this is what's going to elevate everything. And again, Arenda University is a perfect example. We've been at this for over an hour already. So I commend you on the 20 minute. Uh, yeah, we, it worked work, work, work well. Again, so, again so, I want yeah. you to understand, <laughs> this is entertainment. People listening are loving this because they're out cleaning pools. They have in their AirPods, which I know you teased me about. But uh, guess what? These guys are loving listening to this. So, um, well, hey, listen. You can't put on. You can't. You can't put on uh, carnivals. I call them carnivals. Uh, bright lights of Hollywood, amazing glitzy, you know, pump whatever. I mean, this stuff costs real money, right? The only way we're going to be able to train for free is to create a more efficient model of delivery of education. It's got to be online, folks. It can't be written a giant hall. And if you want to rent a giant hall and entertain a bunch of people, have a party. But take it for what it is, right? Let's have a thank you once a year celebration party that you spring for, and it costs you half the money, and you get all the goodwill. But put the free education up for everybody so that you can afford to do it, and they can afford to, to listen and to learn. Why should I have to pay? I mean, I can pay whatever fees I need to. I'm blessed in this industry after many years. But if I'm an aspiring do-gooder and I want to learn more, I don't have a thousand bucks to go train on. Why in God's creation should they have to pay you to get in your head? I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I'm a warranty station and I got to pay. It's like, what are you talking about, guys? I'm your go-between. I'm your whether it works or not person. Why do I have to pay the train? It, it, the truth is, yeah. you go get a studio. That'll elevate if so many people are doing what you're doing, and not necessarily on the Arena University, but just putting out free content about their own materials. They're going to sell more products. Like you're touching on something that this industry across the board would elevate everything. You know, well, I, and all, I think, and I don't want to go with rise. I don't want to go brand picking, but some of them are doing a better job than others, right? And, and here's, oh, here's here's a newsflash to the CEOs of this industry. If you don't, you're going to get eaten. So you might as well join the party mm -hmm. and you might as well get where the trend is. And if you want to try to, you know, it's kind of like one of my beefs with distribution sometimes, you know, how hard we try to get our products into distribution. You know, in the old days, I used to be able to walk into a distributor and ask for something and they would give me advice and it would be based on the outcome and our relationship. They'd be afraid to tell me not to do something right. Well, now... You know, the, the challenge is who's going to get top shelf uh, based on what's going to be available in the marketplace. So many people, and that's what my, my request to my distributor partners are out there, please provide the runway of making our products available to consumers so that we can support and help these people. You know, we had 70,000 interactions on Facebook last month. If you're a distributor out there, please understand something. You need to stock our products and give us a level opportunity to serve your customers. And I'm not saying we're better. I'm not saying that you should do something at the expense of something else. But at the end of the day, go back to that place 30 years ago where a distributor served a professional by providing products they want, not products you want to sell, okay, for whatever your agenda is. Let's shepherd each other in useful ways. You know, distributors serve a huge purpose, and I have great respect for distribution. I go to I was at distribution yesterday, picking up a heater and talking to my distributor friends. 
we need distribution, but distribution needs to serve us and not themselves, right? No disrespect, men. Please have the products that are out there. That's your value added. That's what's going to keep me coming back into your distribution location. You having the products that I want, not the products you want to sell. Perfect uh, way to end this because I think what you're talking about is raising the bar. You guys are going to be doing this. Steve, I want you to at least chime in before we uh, wrap this up. Um, I know you've been no, a little bit quiet, well, but you've been I, just probably just to, listening and observing. Just and, to wrap up, you know, I mean, I don't, I'm not jumping in if I have nothing to say, but just to wrap up, I think Harold hits it right on the head. What I always tell guys to do and to, to be aware of is be aware of sales or service after the sale. Yeah, great. You love that new little gadget you bought and it's wonderful. But hey, are you ever going to get service on that? And there's 10 people to make it. Who are you going to go with? Go with the guy who's going to be there after the sale when you have a problem or if you need to upgrade or whatever you need to do. Who's going to be standing there with you that's going to help you, going to give you technical information you're going to need to be a better at what you do? Or is who's the guy just standing there with an order pad going, you're going to buy another one? Um, I am always for that. If uh, if you look at all these products out there, and, and like Harold sells specialty chemicals, everybody's selling those things. But who uh, who's there after the sale? Well, Harold's there after the sale, and Harold has a team of people in there after the sale to help you out. So be aware of that stuff when you buy products. I don't care if it's heaters, filters, pumps, whatever it is. Be aware who's going to be there to help you after the sale. And all these companies have people out there to do it. But some do a better job than others, and be aware of that because that's where the that's where the chili meets the cheese. Because uh, without that, mm -hmm. you're out there hanging alone, and you don't want to do that. So, yeah. well, it's right. it's been great to be with you guys. Um, obviously, you know, we, we've 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 developed personal friendships over the years. Uh, I think because we're serving one another. I'm grateful to UPA. Uh, for all of the uh, footprint, I'm grateful for other organizations like IPSA and the likes that are doing some of the great works that you're doing also. Uh, we all need to, you know, we all need to see each other as um, partners uh, in raising, raising the level of the water in the river so that we all can uh, not hit bottom. And we've, we've got to, you know, the, the, my call to action today in this podcast is there is no reason in the course of the next year that you can't begin to have a groundswell of information in your mind and in your practice that makes you better. At the end of the day, the most valuable service person in the world knows what they're talking about. And it's because they take the time to understand and not guess at the things they're doing. So if you want to be better, I hope that I push others uh, by my own actions, hopefully to, to give us as much as we can give people to, to make them better. Arenda University, the app, Arenda is a company, we're a servant company, and I, and I think others are too. I don't think we're by ourselves. I just want to tell right, you. Let me, end, let me ask you one ed, more question. Ed, education is the future, folks. If you don't get more people knowing what they're doing, this industry is going to sink. Before we close this out, um, we usually end by asking our guests, Who's somebody you think would be a good interview for us to do? Not that we need people, uh, but we always like to ask somebody just to throw somebody out there. Um, I would, you know, I'd, I'd be a contrarian. I think you guys know that about me. So I'd probably go against the current a little bit. <laughs> and uh, I'd encourage yeah. you to um, to bring in a, a sister competitor organization head so that the world can see the Ipsa and UPA world. Dave Haas, the current president of Ipsa is a really smart guy uh, who I've known for many years, and there's thousands of people in that organization. And I think that when I look at UPA and I look at Ipsa, I see both of you doing good works uh, with a little different orientation, and and maybe to help consumers. That is service people like myself, who happens to be a manufacturer, also uh, need to understand what your organizations stand for, what you do, what you're best at, what you're not as good at and figure out let's get more people in associations in general and you pick the association that best suits who you are and uh that that's that's what i would encourage you to do is Good. to bring shepherd in sister organizations there are some organizations out there peddling insurance that i don't think are worthy of this podcast oh, but i think that uh i think that what you're you're doing is sh should be 
put alongside what what that great organization, the IPS, is doing also. Ah, that's an excellent suggestion. Thanks. Hey, in closing, I just like to tell everyone: keep your eyes open for Arenda University. They've got videos out. It's on the app. Download that app. Check out these videos. They're they're great training videos. They're great videos for keeping you up on water chemistry and and helping you solve different problems you have in pools. So keep your eyes open and and use this resource that uh, Arenda and Harold are putting out there for free. It's 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 invaluable. Together, let's change the way the world thinks about water. I'm very grateful for your time and for my friendships with both Joe and uh, with Steve. And even though the screen says Laura, that's my daughter that runs the pool surgeon. I guess you all know I'm not making it up that I'm a pool service guy. So thank you all for your time today. (laughs) And uh, sorry that I can't can't tell time. (laughs) We expect no less. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Harold. Hey, thank you, Harold. See you all.